Hey, all you good-looking people. It's me, your host, Aaron. Just a little check-in on Monday. This podcast is probably going to be getting uploaded in, you know, two or three hours from now. And I uh, just, like, I wanted to do a little a little preface here. A little, a little for, for, not a forewarning, maybe like a, a preparation for this podcast. It's a, I was nervous to post this one. It is, not, you know, not my typical comedy podcast. It's the first half hour is a very, like, a, a lot of personal stuff. You know, me uh, actually airing out, like, a, a real, like, I'm talking to a therapist session kind of thing. And I was super nervous about, uh, you know, what, am I oversharing? Am I sharing too much? Am I being, you know, too, too relaxed? And this is not necessary to share. But I think after a long therapy session this afternoon, like, two and a half hours talking to Aliana Sophia Vergara Calhoun, um, I think, I think I'm okay to post this one. I'm, uh, I'm much more relaxed on it. Also found out a lot of the stuff I talk about, I'm just, I'm not as subtle as I thought, and it's already common knowledge, it seems. So it's a lot less for me to worry about. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to come in here and let you know that it's uh, yeah, not going to be super, super ha-ha funny. I mean, maybe it is, because I actually have not listened back to it yet when I'm recording this intro. Um, but from what I remember, I was uh, more trying to be honest and speak, speak from my soul. And hopefully it's kind of a, you know, it's a bit of a universal topic that I think a lot of people could relate to. I think uh, maybe people understand, uh, you know, what I'm talking about. Maybe I'll help them go through some things. That'd be cool. But uh, yeah, just wanted to hop in here real quick and say say that quick little piece. Hope you still enjoy the podcast. Uh, hope it's a good one. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, thanks for allowing me to be myself and for appreciating these podcasts every single week. I appreciate all of you. And uh, let's get to that intro music. Cheers. Stuff on your mind, you're feeling unclear, just hop on the mic and speak without fear. Let's air out. What's going on, ladies and folks? Welcome back to episode 45? I think it's 45. It's gotta be 45. 45th. Wasn't Donald Trump the 45th president? Is this the Donald Trump episode of Air and Air Out? No, it's not. We're not. We're not political here. I try to keep that away because I don't know anything about politics. But uh, this is going to be a bit of a, a different vibe of one. This is going to be, I think, more of an uh, an actual air out. You know, that's what this whole thing's supposed to be about. A place where I air out my thoughts. You know, try and get everything out there, get my head clear, and feel better about it. Also, as like a alternative to talking to a therapist because they charge like. 150 bucks an hour whereas i don't charge myself anything to record a podcast so uh yeah that's what you're gonna get here don't know if there's gonna be a lot of laughs and chuckles but uh i will say when i came up with this topic yesterday i was in like a a super mopey mood very just a bad day just a bad mood sad 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 boy i was laying in my bed just huddled up my weighted blanket but uh yeah, I think maybe it's be a relatable one too, though. That's that's the hope when you talk about these uh, vulnerable topics that uh, you know a lot of people don't want to talk about this stuff. They don't want to talk about hurt feelings and everything like that. And uh, I try not to stray away from it. So hopefully you can take someone away from this podcast. And if not, you know maybe I'll have a. I'm gonna do another one with Ethan soon coming up. I just gotta find a topic to research. If there's another history thing or something we can do. So uh, hope there's another funny one coming out after this. Or maybe this one. I don't know how long it's gonna take. Honestly, 
I'll list the longest. It might just be one segment of Aaron out, and then I got some other things I can possibly talk about if we get to it. But uh, why don't we just dive right in, shall we? So uh, if you've been listening to the podcast for the past six weeks, you might have noticed a very frequent name being dropped, that name being Marin Hale. And uh, Marin Hale is no longer with us because I killed her. No, she's not. She's uh, she's not even dead, actually. She has gone back to BC to finish her schooling in a sandwich bag folding at... Maybe I shouldn't... I've doxed enough people in this podcast. Maybe I should keep some things a secret for other people. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I talked about Marin Hale a lot on this podcast. And uh, I honestly, since I'm not going to see her at work again, uh, I can now have uncomfortable uh, conversations on this podcast uh, about her since I don't have to worry about like awkward uh, lunchroom situations anymore. So, uh, I mean... If you hadn't noticed by the amount I talked about her, Aaron had a big old crush on Marin. Aaron was a, yeah, he had a he had a high schooler, high school boy crush on Marin Hale. Since like the you know for the day she started, just immediately like intrigued me. And, and Marin, this uh, if you're listening, this meant be an uncomfortable podcast for you, honestly. And I'm I'm sorry, you're probably driving, uh, probably in your car by yourself right now, headed west. So uh, could be a could be a tough twenty minutes for you, but I'll try and try and keep it sane. This could be more about me and how I'm kind of a little crazy. And, uh, and less, less about you. But uh, yeah, had a big old crush on Marin Hale. And uh, I don't have any game. Never never had it. I think it comes from like when I was in high school, I was just like a pimply faced braces, you know, just got no attention from females. So just had zero self-esteem. And that kind of carried, just carried through. That's like when I set up, you know, I went through puberty. That's when you kind of set up, you know, your, your early mindsets and who you are. And that's just kind of stuck with me. So uh, yeah, no, no, I don't know how to like just walk up and approach women and just be like, I'm into you. Let's do something about it. You know, I'm not a smooth talker like that. So my method of flirting with people is it's like a three, three step process. Number one is try and spend a lot of time with that person, you know, try and just as much as you can, whenever you can without like in a creepy way, like don't follow them home and stuff like that. But like when it seems reasonable and there's an opportunity to spend time with that person, try and spend time with that person. Number two is uh, try and make them laugh. That's, I mean, that's kind of like my way to make friends with anybody is like, if I can make you laugh, then you'll like me. And I'm just such like an, a needy for attention. That's why I'm just always trying to make people laugh because I want people to like me really badly. And I need that reinforcement. And uh, number three is ask them a billion questions about themselves just so I can learn more about them. And then also they realize that I am interested in their life. So that's like my three, that's my three step process. So, I mean, I told you that first story already about the whole like not wearing gloves and, you know, doing the sod carrying the sod, trying to impress Marin, my, uh, my ability to carry cold, wet sod without, uh, without any gloves on, trying to try to impress her. Uh, didn't work, obviously. But uh, after that moment, I was just, you know, just trying to follow my other three steps. Number one being try and spend as much time with them as possible. And uh, I did that at work by, you know, trying to like, just be around her and in her, like orbiting her, you know, and then as I'm around her, then I can like make more jokes and make sure she's listening to those jokes and try and crack jokes. Not even like, not even cracking jokes directed towards her, but like talking to other people making jokes and then just like ensuring she's listening. So like, she knows like, hey, I'm a, I'm a funny guy. Are you listening? Do you hear that joke I just said? Um, man, I had this planned out so much better in my head, but uh, what was I saying? Yeah, trying to spend a lot more time with people. So uh, like I, I mean, I was friends 
with Marin and I was friends with Will and I'm friends with Noah and I'm friends with Allie, all the people Marin hung out with at work. So that was kind of easy uh, to like hang out with her like at lunchtime and stuff like that. Um, and then the way jobs are assigned at work, usually in the morning, you're on like an individual job, something by yourself. You're cutting a green, cutting a fairway, cutting approaches, just because they got to get a lot of stuff done in the morning before golf starts. And that's when all the work is done. So you don't usually get to like hang out with other people during the morning. But in the afternoon, most of the part-time staff is gone, which is most of our staff. There's like eight, eight of us that stuck around full-time. And those jobs are much more like group-based things, group-based activities, like line trimming trees, picking up branches, uh, spreading mulch and mulch beds, picking weeds and fescue. So I would always try and like, every day I'm like, I'm rooting that I'm going to see on that job board at lunchtime that I'm doing the same job as Marin. And I'm like, score, get to talk with Marin all afternoon. That's sick. Get to ask her a billion more questions that I've already been working on, you know, for the past month and a half. Um, so that was like every lunch period was just me, you know, just crossing my fingers, hoping, hoping to see that job board work in my favor. Uh, and then other things like, uh, Marin mentioned early on that she liked to, uh, empty out the, uh, the grass trap, just a stinky, it's like a trough in our, in our barn where we park all our equipment and like wash our equipment off. And there's like this big trench ending in a big pit and a series of like, um, I don't know, like chambers that are like, you know, they're each lower and like there's a pipe between each one. So like the solids, liquids, and then floaters will all get separated in these three chambers. And uh, it got clogged up and it was backing up with grass. Grass was filling up to the top of the grade. It really stunk. And Marin said that she wanted to like clean it out because if she cleans it out, she gets to run the tractor. And then I hear that. I'm like, okay, if Marin's going to clean the grass trap one afternoon, I got to be there. So then I go talk to her. I'm like, hey, I was in the poop business. I would totally love to clean up the grass trap. When could I do it? And he's like, well, it's like, oh, I'm not supposed to say his name. I got to censor that too. Uh, he's like, well, you know what? I'll, uh, I want to get you and Marin on it tomorrow. That sounds like a good job for you too. I'm like sick. So I was just like trying to f talk to my managers and force, force situations where I get to work with Marin. And I, it sounds creepy. I know. It's a little creepy, a little insane. I wasn't, again, I wasn't stalking. I was having normal person conversations with her when we were working, but it was just like an opportunity to spend more time with her and ask her, you know, get to know her better. So I just tried to like make those situations happen. And that's, that's like my entire method of flirting is just uh, talking <laughs> talk to you like a person and trying to make you laugh. There's no, because I'm, I'm so nervous about like uh, being obvious that I'm flirting and then the other person making the other person uncomfortable about that. And that's like the least, like the worst thing I want to do is make them uncomfortable just from talking to me. Um, and then my problem also is that, uh, like a lot of guys, you just mistake kindness for flirting from the other person. So I'm like, I'm talking to Marin nicely and she's laughing at my jokes. And then she's asking me questions back and she's, you know, making me laugh. Therefore she must be flirting with me the way she's talking to me. And you know, I was wrong because uh, I mean, if you haven't, it didn't work out if you haven't noticed from how this conversation is going. Um, you know, the attraction was a one-way street, which it happens, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, this was so much more well-structured in my head. So um, yeah, I had a crush on Marin Hell the whole time. And uh, I remember texting, texting Reed about it. And uh, this was like two weeks ago, two weeks before she left. Because I kept, every night I would come home and be like, okay, tomorrow's the day. Just gonna just ask her to get dinner or something. Just you know, ask her to do something casual, just the two of you. See if she wants to hang out one on one. And uh, every night I'd go in so confident, like yeah, tomorrow's gonna be no problem. I'm gonna do it. Just gonna find the right opportunity. And then the next day I'd just lose all confidence and uh, not not ask her. 
never just like claim oh i never found the right moment it didn't just didn't happen but uh, it was just pure like uh cold feet you know just uh just pussy just just pussied out every single time um so we get to uh this this week uh her final day was on friday and uh she had some things of mine uh left over from my bathing suit my towel left over from when we were uh, in the hot tub at her friend's dog's house so i had to go like get that stuff and then uh we went to grab some food and uh then i'm driving her home and uh i i feel like this is my last chance you know and i decide i'm gonna i'm gonna have to ask her just to just to for my own sanity see like if you know i don't know at this point if if she liked me or if i just you know like i said if it was a one-way street and it's just just me you know projecting uh my emotions into her head and making it feel like you know we're both feeling the same vibe so when i this is like this is super uncomfortable i put her in a very uncomfortable situation where i get her alone in my car her she's done she, she always just do is pack up and leave and uh we're just chatting you know driving home from getting food and uh i go hey uh can i ask you an uncomfortable question before uh since i'll never see you again and really i'd like to know what her thought was because she said yes um but what what were you thinking the uncomfortable question was like was it do you think i was gonna be gross be like will you touch me you want to make out um but the uncomfortable question was uh i thought about asking you out a lot in the past and i never did but if i did would you have said yes which is not even like directly asking her out it's like this weird like past tense trying like protect myself like oh past aaron wanted to ask you out like every day for two months but like this guy you know just just one just me being casual would you have said yes and she said no uh rightfully so you know i uh, i did go and prepared like i could get either answer i don't know but uh tough situation for her to be in honestly uh trapped in a moving vehicle very confined space and i'm like would you have gone out with me and uh honestly respect her for saying no and uh being honest and uh that's a you know so she has some respect for me too and not just lying to my face and uh yeah she said no um didn't want to start anything before going back to bc since she had such a hard deadline you know i accepted that that's a that's a fair answer it is interesting though because like every time i was gonna ask her out uh i would then like then tell myself you know, for some reason, like the next day when I'm talking to her, I'd be like, oh, no, you know what? This she gave me this signal. She's obviously not interested. She doesn't she doesn't see me that way. Uh, I'm not going to ask her. You know, she's a she's she's very hard to read. That is that's the true fact. She's impossible to read. Like some days we're chatting and laughing. It's a great time. Then uh, the next day or even not even the next day, like an hour later, it's like can't even get through to her. Like she's just having a miserable time talking to me. So I just I never knew. I was just always flip flopping. No idea what was going on um what have i said so far yeah so uh i asked her i asked her if she would have gone out had i asked her out so i didn't directly ask her out um and it did work out and then you kind of it's interesting how i had told myself so many times that she wasn't interested but then even after she said no she wasn't interested uh i still got upset for some reason even though I was like, man, I was so certain it was going to work out between us. I was so We had so much in common. We have so much fun conversations. You like the podcast. She's listened to a lot of the old podcasts. So I'm like, well, obviously, if she's listening to my spare time, uh, you know, she must uh, enjoy hearing what I got to say and enjoying my my thoughts and, uh, you know, my outlook on things. Um, so, yeah, I got a uh, I didn't like I didn't 
I didn't react rudely or like out of spite. I just finished driving her. I, I dropped her off right on the curb when we were driving. I said, all right, get out of my car. You're taking, an, you're walking home. You're taking an Uber home. I'm not going to drive you. I, you mean nothing to me now. No, I, uh, I just drove her home and we just finished chatting. And, uh, then she slammed my seatbelt. <laughs> she closed my seatbelt in the door, uh, multiple times, just closing it right on the buckle. One, two, three, four times before, you know, she figured out it wasn't closing. Which, I mean, the last time she dropped me off in her, her car, she yelled at me for slamming the door. So uh, I think we're even now, Marin. Uh, I slammed your door. You slammed my seatbelt. Uh, equal. We're equal. Carpe diem. What is, what is the saying? It's not carpe diem. What's the, yeah, su casa mi casa now. Uh, I don't know. But we're even. We're even now. So, yeah. So uh, I finished Friday night go back home i kind of like i'm feeling fine honestly i'm not i'm more proud of myself because i did i did tell myself like you might as well because she is leaving it there was like a you know a low uh like not a lot to lose there wasn't a lot to lose my worry early on in the season uh was that like i'd ask her out and she'd say no and then it'd be super awkward for like the next two and a half months working together like we just wouldn't make eye contact because she knows like i caught the feelings and she didn't um so yeah i uh i told myself i was like okay you just gotta do it you just gotta jump out there shoot your shot um and also getting rejected is probably a good thing it's probably good to learn how to ask someone out which i don't think i really did i did not learn how to ask someone out. I, it was such a baby like pansy way to force her into my car and then ask her in this weird offhand like third person kind of way if she would have um but i was like learning how to ask someone else is important probably an important life skill that i don't have because uh, usually I just wait for the female to ask me out. And uh, it's worked out in my favor for the past few years now. Like Sarah asked me out before when we started dating. I was like, sick, this is so easy. I don't have to, I don't have to take that very sh scary step of admitting you have feelings. Um, and I also told myself that like getting rejected is probably a really, like learning to deal with rejection is probably a good thing as well to learn. And then that would like make it easier in the future to ask out other people and not be so scared about what their answer is. So, uh, yeah, I went in feeling both those things and then kind of woke up Saturday morning, just, uh, just a grump, just super mopey. Cause you kind of, you know, now that I'm going to talk in more like a general sense, I think, uh, I think we've told the Marin, the Marin Hale portion. Now I kind of want to like expand into like more past experiences and more of a generalized version of how I deal with rejection. So, uh, thank you for listening to that portion Marin Hale. If you got through that, uh, I wish you all the best. Uh, in BC. Like I said, I surround myself with great people. So I know you're going to do great things because you're a great person yourself. So uh, good luck out there in BC. Uh, if we see you again, that'd be great. I won't be weird. So I, pro I promise that. But uh, yeah, hopefully we do get to see each other again because I did enjoy a lot of our conversations and I had a lot of fun talking to you. So now Saturday, I wake up just super grumpy and mopey because you know, when, like you got a thing for someone and you start like just imagining scenarios of how the future is going to pan out. Or, like what all the fun things you two are going to do together when you're like a thing. And uh, then you come to the realization that just none of those thoughts are going to come true. And your future is just completely undetermined, which it always was. Like, honestly, when I woke up on Saturday, my life really hadn't changed at all from the night before, from Friday, from before telling Marin how I felt. Just going to interject here again, Monday Monday morning, Monday afternoon, Aaron here. Uh, apparently, it was not a big secret at all, uh, as I have learned from Aliana. It was uh, blatantly obvious uh, that I was uh, attracted to Marin and had a crush on her. Uh, I'm not as smooth and uh, sneaky as I thought, so uh, it wasn't 
even knowing that now, really, my life would not have changed whatsoever because Marin already knew all of this, it seems. So, yeah, thought I'd chime in here and continue, please, past Aaron. Um, but then just like mentally, I just like beat myself to hell, like just crippled myself. I, uh, Ethan, I went for a hike on Saturday morning and I was, I was pretty quiet on that whole hike. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't you know, up super late on Friday night. Like I got a good night's sleep. Then we went and hiked the Walter Bean Trail along the Grand River. And uh, then I came home and I wanted to nap. And then like, I don't know, whenever I'm like in a bad mood, I just want to like stay in my dreams and like just avoid reality and like everything I have to deal with. Not even just like related to like, you know, women and relationships, just like any, any scenario that I don't, I'm uncomfortable with. I just, I want to stay in my dreams and just pretend everything's okay and live in this fantasy land. So then I slept for like three hours after this hike and then I still wanted to stay in bed and my coping method is like, it's just to lie in bed, like cuddle up in blankets, feeling, having a little personal pity party, a triple P and then just play podcasts uh, so I don't feel as alone. Cause that's usually the feeling I'm going through. It's just like loneliness. And I have been feeling a lot more lonely now lately. Like I've got a lot of friends. Uh, I'm very fortunate that I've made a lot of friends here in Waterloo. I've got Ethan and Martin here. I've got Will and Chris. I got Will and Mississauga, Chris in California, and Chris is going to come back to Waterloo. I've got all my friends in Barrie. They got the page peepers. I got friends in Oshawa. I got friends. I got friends all over Ontario, and I'm super fortunate for that. Uh, like a lot of great people I know I can talk to, but I am just like kind of at this point, being a 27 going on 28 year old, missing that like more of a deeper personal connection with someone. And uh, I think that's what I was also missing on, you know, Saturday morning. And another factor is, uh, like Marin and another guy had, there was our last day on Friday. And uh, it was also this realization that like all the friends I had made at Westmont, it has been such a fun, like past three months, having everyone there. And like, I'm, I'm close with a lot of people I work with. And like, I love talking to all of them, having fun. It's like a super fun workplace. And it was just this realization that that is all, it's like, it's all ending. They're all starting now. That team is just going to keep getting smaller and smaller. And all the people I've spent so much time with this summer hanging out with and joking around with and having fun with, it's just, they're slowly going to disappear and disappear. And a lot of them I'm never going to see again. And that was hitting me. That was hitting me pretty hard. It's, uh, yeah, I was getting more lonely that way. And also having feelings of like, uh, all these people, they're younger than me. So they they all have like they're going off to school and they got all these like plans still for their life and they know what what's going on they at least have their next step planned out, whereas me I'm gonna stick around at Westmount till November and then it's just like I'm back to just being open and like not really knowing where my life is going and I'm just gonna be lost again, and uh, that that was like really really bummed me out and hit me hard in this. Uh, you know, just the shitty thing about getting older is it seems your friends just keep getting farther and farther away. And it's, uh, it's really, it's disappointing. It sucks because I, I like my friends. And uh, yeah, it was, I was getting really sad that this like Westmount journey is now starting. We're on, like the, we're on the back nine now and it's starting to wind down. And soon it's just going to be me and a couple, couple older guys cutting grass by ourselves and not going to talk to a lot of these friends I've made. I guess that I probably should maybe, maybe make more of an effort to communicate with people uh outside of just face-to-face -face conversations that's kind of on me but uh yeah that was really really bumming me out and uh another thing i tend to do on like uh you know the days after rejection which i was gonna i was thinking this like the seventh time i was i was thinking about this i was counting them 
I think yes, yeah, this is the seventh time. And uh, you ever just spend a day uh, waiting for a text that's never going to come and just like tormenting yourself, hoping that when your phone dings, it's a, it's a certain someone texting you and then of course your phone goes off constantly and it's not them and you get you're lying in bed you hear your phone ring and you you grab it off the dresser and you look at it it's like oh man it's just you oh come on that's not that's not what i thought because you have all these like imaginations that they're gonna they're gonna be like oh i changed my mind I here let's let's do it you're right aaron and uh so i spent most of saturday just moping around you know hoping for a text hoping for you know something that would just like re you know make these like imaginations i had and these dreams of the future like somewhat more real and less uh vague and have no clue what i'm gonna do with my life um so yeah that was a that was a tough saturday but it didn't last that long honestly i've been known in the past to take like been be mopey for like weeks sometimes months i'm just miserable afterwards i don't know i get very attached to people it seems and it is an issue of mine that i think i derive a lot of my happiness from other people and i'm not very good that when i'm alone of like cheering myself up and like having a lot of fun just by myself um so then when people start you know leaving your life it just uh it hits me really hard and uh i don't i don't take it well i don't cope well i don't deal well with change especially change that i don't have control over i like I'm fine being the guy that's leaving. I do not like being the guy that's left behind as people, you know, move on and do other things. And uh, it's selfish for sure, but uh, it's just a, a terrible feeling. And I don't know, I don't know how to adapt to change well. Like, uh, I mean, this is gonna sound very insane, but like uh, the thing that like made me most upset was realizing that I'm never gonna, I usually get to West Mount pretty early in the morning and go talk to talk to some buddies. And then, you know, everyone comes in, there's like two or three of us there. And then, you know, the other 20, 25 people come in, you know, throughout the 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes we're waiting. And I was just like, man, I'm never going to see uh, Marin Hale walk through that door in the morning, you know, because I used to, like a lie, it would, it would cheer me up a little bit. I'm like, oh yeah, Marin's here. That's nice. And uh, that's, that's not going to happen anymore. And then I'm like, man, that's going to happen soon. There's just going to be less and less people walking through that door. And uh, it's, uh, it hurt. It hurt me on my on my soul, on my inside. I, I may come off as like a confident, you know, strong, you know, brave man. But uh, inside, I'm just a, a soft, sensitive, emotional guy who uh, gets his feelings hurt pretty easily and uh, does not know how to deal with them too well. But uh, obviously, I'm getting better at it. As, like I said, this was kind of like a like a one day thing. And then I kind of picked myself back up. Like, you know what? You can't just you can't live in the what ifs. You can't spend all your time just imagining different scenarios of, oh, if I had done this this differently or, oh, if she wasn't going back to BC, we totally would have been together. Or if, if you know, I had done something differently, you know, all those different scenarios, you just, you just got to like drop them and just refocus on what you can do right now and like, you know, getting back on your life and adapting to these changes. And uh, yeah, I think I, I got a little bit better at that and just be like, you know what, it is what it is. There's nothing you can change about it. Just got to move on. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at now, uh, a much better mindset. I'm feeling a lot better. Um, I didn't even get to reveal to Marin that I got a matching thigh tattoo with her. I didn't even get to roll up my shorts when we were in the car because she said no. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to show you. I got a, it was a, like one of those, you're talking about the pop and lock. What were they? The tattoo things? Is some, she was telling me about this, like, she does like her own tattoos. It's like a, just like a knitting needle and a 
jar of ink and you just jab yourself over i guess you must have to like draw an outline i'm assuming when i was thinking about this in the lunchroom when you told me about it i was thinking you just go for it freehand but i feel like yeah stencil probably make it easier but yeah you just like jab your skin over and over like a you just like a sewing machine if you're like patching up jeans except instead of jeans it's you're putting a butterfly on your quad which that was not the tattoo i know that it was i know that but uh yeah yeah so that was a that was 25 minutes jeez that's wow that didn't even not feel like it that was yeah that was my saturday i was really mopey and uh i i'm kind of proud of myself for for getting out of it for you know pulling myself out of the the grump hole and feeling better about myself you know i'm not gonna like have to worry about like crying at work or anything just going <laughs> driving to the compound and just sobbing in the the mulch bed that's not gonna happen i'm a i'm a stronger man now came out came out better for it and uh you know what honestly i'm just i'm glad i asked because it would have been way worse if like she left and then i just you know regret it in my mind just like never never you'd ne- i'd never know the answer and also like texting and asking that i felt would have felt like a just a huge bitch move texting like oh did did you like me like i liked you like that's just a the cowardly and i would old me probably would have done that because he's scared of you know confrontation but uh yeah i'm proud of myself i uh i took a chance it didn't work out but uh i learned from it and uh i feel i feel proud of myself so uh hopefully if anyone's going through something similar right now you'll get through it just uh you know kind of refocus on what you got going on right now you got probably got a lot of good things going on in your life a lot of or new things to focus on it's a great time to you know try and start new things you know dive into something else and you know take your mind off uh, whatever or whoever it is that's bugging you so uh yeah that was that was my uplifting story uh and uh, i guess that's also probably going to be the closing chapter on Marin hale all the way back from episode 40 consensual name drops up to episode 45 so that's five episodes of a uh, drop and honestly i'll be real like the, her, dropping her name in the podcast was like one of my methods of flirting because i'm like if i talk about her on the podcast then when she listens to the podcast she's gonna be like want to talk to me about what i talked about for her so it's like it's kind of making her start a conversation with me you know that's like my my big brain move so uh and it did, it did work she did talk to me about the podcast a lot she enjoys the podcast so she's probably listening to this right now and she said she's gonna listen to the backlog on her drive back so that's i don't know how i feel about that that's there's a lot of bad episodes there's a lot of gross things i talk about myself too so uh yeah she's gonna know a lot about uh the guy who asked her out when she gets to bc but uh yeah that is my story that is the the bookend to Marin hale on air and air out five episodes it was a uh, you know this is this is gonna be on the internet forever this is Honestly, the podcast is kind of like a time capsule, and that's why I wanted to have this kind of like open conversation that I can, you know, go back in the future and listen to this and, you know, see how much I've grown and, you know, it'll be interesting to see, like, it's like kind of like a timeline. It's like a an audio autobiography almost because I just talk about myself and through my day and, like, you're getting a full year of my life, essentially, in, like, audio form with, like, these one-week updates. That's, uh, that's going to be interesting to have me going back. And, uh, yeah, we already had, we had the... Uh, the foot warts uh, section of the podcast. We had the, what's it, what are they called? The hemorrhoids section of the podcast. Uh, we had the UPS section. We had the uh, Loblaws section. Uh, then we had the Westmount section and the, the Marin Hale section. So just another chapter in my life and another chapter of this podcast closed. And uh, 
who knows what's coming up next for uh, Aaron Arrow. We'll see. We'll see what I find next. We'll see. Honestly, like going to work tomorrow is going to be interesting. It's going to be, it is going to be weird not working with Marin and not having her there. That's like one less friend to talk to. And it is, I'm still sad about it. Like I'm still, I'm not thrilled. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I'm not happy she's gone. Like I'm not like, you know, she said no. And then she left and I'm not like, yeah, get out of here. Good, good riddance. No, no, it's still upsetting. Still a, a good friend moving away. But uh, we got to move on. Do, 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 do. On that note, how about we tell like a, a funnier story? Um, a story that didn't happen to me. A story that happened to a, a friend of mine two, I want to say two years ago. Um, it was two years ago or last year. Um, but it was, it was a long weekend. I think, where was I? Because I think I was back home. I don't think I was living in Barrie. I think I was visiting or maybe not. I don't know. We're having a party, uh, a bunch of like our friends from uh, elementary school, we're all getting together. Like we're all, we're all happen to be back in Barrie. Uh, so getting to see like a lot of people that I don't normally see who are like, you know, in St. Catharines and London and stuff like that. People I, I just don't drive to visit. Or, and then, you know, we don't, I don't really keep in touch with people too well. So uh, we're having a party. I think it was a birthday party or something. And we we're playing this game, uh, Buffalo. Buffalo, White Buffalo, I don't know, whatever it's called. But uh, the rule of Buffalo is essentially Whatever your dominant hand is, you can only hold drink, hold a drink and drink from it in the opposite hand. So like I'm right-handed. So every drink I had, I'd have to drink from my left hand. And if someone caught me drinking with my right hand, they'd call Buffalo on me and then I got to finish the drink. So that's just like this side game that's going on on top of all the other drinking games we're playing at the same time. So like whatever, if we're playing like, uh, I'm playing King's Cup or something at the time or Stack Cup or something like that. And uh, during that, every drink you take in that game, you have to remember to use your non-dominant hand to drink. So my buddy is, uh, he's playing with us and he gets called on a buffalo. He gets called and has to finish like half a beer or something. And uh, so he finishes the half beer, goes and grabs a new drink. And then the first sip out of it, he uses his wrong hand and gets called buffalo again, full drink. Absolutely, he's devastated. Just has to chug an entire beer grabs another one and does the same mistake. And the, that's the trouble with Buffalo is like, you gotta chug your drink, then you get more drunk, then you forget about Buffalo, then you drink, and then you just, it's just a domino effect. Once you get caught once, you're kinda, you're done for. I luckily never got caught on the Buffalo. I'm very focused on using my left hand. I honestly, just like when I'm playing that, I'm just like, don't use my right hand for anything. Just tie it behind my back. Just only have this left hand available. So my friend gets hit by like two full beer chugs and a half beer in three minutes. And he's not a, he's not a big drinker. So that's actually, a lot, I think they might've actually been cold shots. Like the 8%, is that what they are? The 8% Molson, those things? He might've been doing those. And he had to like fire back a bunch of them. And we'd already been drinking beforehand. These weren't like his first three drinks. So he pounds all those in a very short time. And then I'm like, uh, hey man, you live like, you li he lived really close to where we were. So I'm like, hey, do you wanna like run to your house and grab some weed? Then we can go smoke some weed in the backyard. Cause I'm kinda, you know, kind of, you know, getting off the beers. We were gonna go downtown too. So kinda want to like, chill out and then you'll know, get more beers downtown so he runs out the door puts his shoes on he's gone and we're like okay he'll be back in like 10 minutes probably like half an hour later we still don't see him back and like now we're like okay something something must be going on we we text him we call him just no response nothing from him so i grab another friend of mine and we just decide to go walk to his house so we walk over to his house uh i'm drunk enough that i just like literally walk in the back door and just start wandering through his house i'm not like 
his family knows who I am, but we're not like a super close family in the sense that I just get to like have free roam around his house. So I walk into his house and I find his brother sleeping on the couch, it scared the absolute shit out of me because it was like pitch black. I didn't see him. And uh, his brother's got like, I guess if I said any of details that you'd know who I'm talking about, which a lot of you will probably know already know the story and who I'm talking about, but uh, I'll keep it a secret just for the, the ending of the story. Uh, so his brother's in there and I'm like, hey, is, uh, is your brother here? And he's like, uh, no, he left like 10 minutes ago or 15 minutes ago. Like you, you missed him. And we're like, that is, that is so strange. Cause we thought we would have like at least seen him on our walk to his house. Like it's two blocks away. It's, you know, two turns and like, okay, that's pretty weird. We didn't see him. So we leave and then we kind of like, we look around his backyard. Maybe, maybe he fell asleep on a lawn chair or something. We don't see him in the backyard, kind of like wander around the neighborhood a bit, looking around for him. We just, we don't see him. And then so we go back to the house we we're having a party at and everyone's like filing outside getting like getting into ubers and getting into cars to head downtown so at this point we're like okay well there's nothing we can do like we we don't know where he is we've called him there's nothing we can do um so we're just gonna assume he's fine and <laughs> we're, we're just gonna go downtown we're just gonna leave we can't we can't do anything about it so that's really where like our night we go downtown we have a good time you know come back uh and i go crash at uh i think we crashed at reed's house i think i think we slept in reed's basement um, so we get up in the morning and we're all like chatting and we're like, we're still texting. Oh, I, damn it. I said his name. I got to censor that too now. Uh, we're still texting him like, like, dude, are you good? Like, wh where are you? Where are you at? We lost you last night and still no response, no response. And everyone's chatting. Like what happened to him? Like he just disappeared. How did he like, he went to get weed and he's gone. And, uh, finally at like, we woke up at probably like nine or 10. Finally at like noon, he texts us. He's like, Hey, just woke up on my couch. No idea what happened last night. And we're like, really? Like, you don't, you don't know? It's like, yeah, I, I know I went home and after going home, I don't know what happened. And we searched his, he was not on that couch. Like when we went to his house, we searched all over that house, checked every room. He was, he was not at his house. So we're like, okay, this is kind of like a mystery. He just blacked out. He doesn't know what happened. We, none of us know what happened. And we're kind of bummed out. Like we're never going to know what happened that night to our, our friend. We're not going to know what, what the story was. Where did he go? What did he get up to? So another like 45 minutes later, uh, we get another text from our friend who hosted the party. We were all at his house and he said, I know what happened to him last night. And we're like, really? How'd you find out? And he goes, my neighbors just came over and said that there was vomit and weed all over their patio. And I'm like, we're like, what? So what happened was he runs home to get the weed. He gets the weed. He comes back. But he gets like the address wrong by one house. He's just, he's just blackout drunk. So he goes into the wrong house and they got like, it's like one of those things. They are like a covered porch. So you go in through the front door and there's like a little veranda, a little patio. And then their main doors there. So I think he went in there, tried the front door. It was locked. And then he was just so drunk. He ended up passing out in their little veranda. And because it was closed off when we were all outside loading up in the cars, he was like, 30 feet away from us and we didn't know because he was blocked off so he's passed out in his own vomit sleeping in this veranda with his weed with him and we're all just like having a fun time just abandoning him going downtown so we can all do like more fun things and uh, apparently their neighbor the guy whose veranda he passed out on they woke up in the morning came outside and saw like the vomit on the ground and saw the weed and they're like they were pissed off and they went to our friend's house who hosted the party it's like hey some guy was smoking weed in our veranda and puked all over it and uh, they like, I think he left his grinder like 
five grams of weed or something and his glasses on the on the veranda and he just the neighbor just threw out all of it in the trash the glasses and all like glasses are expensive too i think he's he had to get them replaced and he's like they were like a thousand bucks to get those glasses replaced so that was a super costly mistake and then he also the worst part might have been that he had to before he knew the glasses were thrown out he had to go to we had to drive him to the neighbor's house he had to go to the door and be like hey uh, do you have my glasses like can i have my stuff back and they was like no i threw it all out you can't have it he's like can i go through your garbage at least get my glasses he says no it's gone they're all gone don't worry about it so he was rattled about that and then our friend's mom she got mad at him too because the neighbors were mad and it was just uh it's a mess honestly though super funny story for it though like just the the idea that he was so close to us so close and he just could not reach out for help is it's like super sad but also super funny at the same time he's just asleep on the veranda and we're all we're so close to him you're we so close to me just could not reach out so that was a yeah that's a very memorable story and luckily it didn't happen to me i've had a lot of blackout stories um what have i got I many stories about myself honestly um problem is, yeah problem is i blacked out so i don't know the stories i'd have to have someone else tell st- the stories i remember one time ethan told me i said a great a great joke when i was drunk and i think it was like uh I think I said, uh, when I ejaculate, it's like a busted water fountain in an elementary school. When it's, you know, that is like the little trickle that you have to like put your whole mouth on it. And I was like, yeah, that's, and he's like, that's a great joke, Aaron. I, lo- I love that. And I don't remember saying it. And he told me like two years later that he still remembers it. So, uh, yeah, glad I can take credit for that one. Um, I remember, what else do I remember being drunk? These are all just like being drunk stories. And I haven't, you know. I honestly, I, I feel like last episode, I t- I mentioned that I haven't drank in a while, uh, like three times, and then I got uh, self-conscious about that. Like, I don't want to be known as the guy who just keeps talking about being sober, and I got self-conscious about mentioning it. Like, oh my god, Aaron, get over it. We get it. You don't drink. And that made me upset about myself, so I try. I don't want to mention it now. I don't like to mention it. I don't like to, uh, I don't like to explain to people that I don't drink. It's uh, not even, I don't know. I just feel like uh, I'm getting... Like I'm trying to, people are going to feel like I'm trying to get attention for doing it where it's, it's not true. It's just, uh, I have very bad self-control and substance control problems. And so I just can't do drugs that will kill you because alcohol, if you drink too much alcohol, you will die. And that's not a thing that you want to be addicted to. So I had to just cut that out. Even weed now, I'm a, I think I'm burnt out on weed. I think, uh, I've had my fun with it at this point. When I get high, it's not even like enjoyable anymore. It's like it just makes me do nothing. And like I just don't want to be that lazy slob. I'm kinda kinda feeling more motivated to do more things and like the weed is just not gonna help me do that. So I'm kinda gonna put that behind me. Um and uh yeah, I think uh nicotine is <laughs> this is I'm gonna get some catch some hate for this one. But uh you know when you listen to a song, like you find a new song and you love it, and then you listen to it a ton and then you're sick of it? That's a uh, that's my philosophy for doing drugs now. Like I did a lot of alcohol to the point where I'm just done with it and I don't want to do it anymore. I just did the same thing with weed and the weed took a lot less time. Uh, so now I've just moved from alcohol to weed to now nicotine. I picked myself up a little a little pen vape, um, just to you know I don't know I just for some reason I just can't enjoy myself. I'm enjoying an entire life of sobriety. I just need something to like enhance it at some portions. So yeah, I got a little Nick vape. I feel like though it's, I don't, I haven't really looked into what, what is the long-term effects of nicotine? I don't know. But if, in my mind, I'm like, if I just, just only have nicotine, 
I will burn myself out on that like I did alcohol and weed. And then there's no other drugs I want to do because I think like the rest of the drugs are like would be bad for you and would like ruin my life. And I think like the the issue with weed uh, addiction is not that like the weed is going to kill you. It's not going to like I don't, no one gets cancer or anything like it doesn't. The physical effects on your body is not like the issue with weed. It's like the mental effects it has on you because it just like it makes me do nothing and when it starts getting in the way of you doing the things you want to do that's when you know it's a problem so like the weed was stopping me from playing guitar stopping me from reading stopping me from editing videos stopping me from doing a lot of things and uh i thought it's at the point where it stopped me from enjoying my life so i gotta drop it and now honestly nicotine has like the opposite effect it gets me fired up to do things it gives me energy it gives me like a clear mind it is a I think it's a nootropic. I think uh, I heard Joe Rogan. I was listening to Joe Rogan. He had a, he did the same thing. He got a little nicotine vape. And honestly, I'm like, if Joe Rogan does it, he's a healthy guy. He's in great shape. And he's like 60 years old. If he can do it, then what, what's the issue of a 27-year-old doing it, having his fun with it? And then he's, I'm going to get rid of it. And if it reaches the point where I'm like, you know, this is starting to interrupt my life, I've got, you know, I can get rid of it. I'll throw it. I'll throw it away. I'll ditch it. Because I, I, I am good at like, dropping things you know i think alcohol is like far more addicting than weed i don't know if alcohol is more addicting than nicotine but like alcohol is addicting and i liked the feeling of getting drunk and i was able to just drop that and haven't touched it in nearly a year now august 25th was a uh, the day i quit so we're a month away honestly we're at like 330 days so uh now i'm just gonna be a podcast episode on that for sure of my year without drinking but uh there i go again talk about not drinking but uh yeah so Please, please don't message me right now about nicotine. If in three weeks and the podcast and I'm like raving about it, then message me and then I'll know to pump the brakes. But right now, just look, just let me have some fun with it. It is, you know, it's giving me enjoyment. I'm enjoying it right now and it's not ruining my life. So keep an eye on me. Appreciate you guys, you know, check in, love that, you know, love feeling wanted and respected and, you know, love that, you know, that people are caring about me. But also, you know, it's just, a, it's just a vape pen. Like right here. This is it. This is it. Honestly, I did a, I had a few puffs before doing the podcast. And I feel like I just had a clear mind and I'm easily like plowing through conversations. Whereas if I had smoked weed beforehand, my mind would just be a puddle and I just talk so slowly and I wouldn't get through anything. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm not like, I'm not going to bring this thing to work. I'm not going to, you know, bring it out with me. It's just for like at home when I want a little pick me up, want to like I feel like a little fire up. It's not a cigarette. There's no, I'm not gonna get black lungs from this. I haven't really looked in. Like there's that whole scare about like oh it's killing teenagers and stuff like that. But I, I was also reading that like that data is like not super accurate. Cause there's like a lot of you know pre-existing condi- conditions in those teens, and there's like a very specific uh, vape they're using, very specific oils they were using. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I think th- I think the jury's still out. On like the long-term effects of vaping because obviously it's only been around for what like five or six years now maybe longer but like not less than 10 years i feel like uh at least in like the super mainstream version i know there's like uh i know there's like a lot more there's a lot more like thc vapes like volcanoes and stuff like that that uh even though it might not be that that old that i'm thinking about well yeah yeah so that's uh that's where we're at that's where we're at in my life. That was my, it was my air outs. That was my story. And I feel like, okay, there's some other stuff I want to talk about in this podcast. I think I had something else I was gonna, I was gonna riff on. Let's see. Let's see what's in the notepad. 
Um, I saw a great bumper sticker. Uh, it's on a bumper sticker on the car that says "Only gay cops pull me over," and that made me really laugh. <laughs> just, just the idea of like a, a car ripping down the street, just flying, going like a buck fifty and an eighty, and then a cop like peels out. He's like got his little radar gun. He clicks him, and then the car rips by, and the cop like speeds out of the driveway he's parked in, and he's just catching up to him, pulling him over. And then he sees the bumper sticker, only gay cops pull me over. And then the cop has like a, oh, what do I do? Am I, <laughs> I'm not a gay cop. What do, I, do I pull him over? Do I let him go? That's just that, that idea. And it's just a funny bumper sticker. That was like a, it's an aggressive one, but that's it. Uh, it made me chuckle. It made me chuckle. <laughs> only gay cops pull me over. I want to make bumper stickers, honestly, for uh, Aaron Air Out. Honestly, yeah, let's, let's talk about Aaron Air Out for a bit. Let's talk about, we talked about uh, how I don't know my future is. Let me talk, let's. Let's see my thoughts so far. Right now, what I'm thinking is uh, I do want to be homeless. I want to live in my car and kind of explore for a bit, which is going to take a lot of planning. Um, I kind of also really want to do tree planting. I was thinking about that as like a next summer job, like go to like Alberta or BC or something and just like plant trees for the summer and you can make you can make some decent money doing that. Um, Ethan did mention that could like interrupt the podcast and make it hard to record that when I'm way out, like living in a camp, uh, would make it tough to record and upload podcasts. So I'd have to, you know, find a way around that. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of like the loose plan. I also thought it'd be a good idea if I'm driving around Canada to also maybe try and start like popping into some open mics. I'm like, I wanted to do comedy. Oh, something I did, forgot to mention is when we were, we didn't even talk about the golf tournament. Probably not going to talk about the golf tournament in this episode, honestly. But uh, at during the tournament, they were giving us catered meals. Uh, talking about at Westmount at the at the course at work. Uh, so we were all every day. We had dinner together, and uh, on Thursday, they the last dinner we had, we got Lancaster Smokehouse, which is a delicious restaurant uh, in Waterloo. Like really good barbecue. We got like pulled pork, brisket, chicken, macaroni and cheese, uh, cornbread coleslaw um is there anything else that i'm missing and potatoes and potatoes and it was delicious and so everyone's in the lunchroom most people are in the lunchroom eating and we got a big tv in the lunchroom uh and i just like i don't know i was feeling i was playing with the controls playing with the keyboard kind of you know like hey let's throw on a youtube video and i was like you know what i'm just gonna do it i'm just gonna throw on an episode of air and air out so i threw on the consensual name drops episode because it like was a work-related episode thought people would get a kick out of it and uh, that's like the first time I've ever shown anybody the podcast like intentionally. Like um, I released my first episode and like I put it out on Facebook and like for a few episodes, maybe like for the first three, I made an Instagram post about them. And then I was like, okay, everyone, by this point, everyone who's gonna listen to it that I know is gonna listen to it. So like making these posts is kind of like just cramming people's timelines. Uh, so I just like, after that point, I just relied on other people to tell people about the podcast and just be like, Hey, do you know, Aaron has a podcast and then I have to sit there like, yeah, it's called Aaron Aaron out. But I never like went out of my way to like tell people, Hey, I do a podcast. Um, usually I just, I just let people find it. And if they enjoy it, they enjoy it and they can keep listening. And if not, it's like, you know, no skin off my back. I do this because I enjoy it. Not so much to like, you know, make sure other people enjoy it, but I do want other people to enjoy it. That's, that's a weird way to phrase it. But like, I do it for me first and then for you guys second. But uh, where was I going with that? Yeah, so I played the podcast in the lunchroom and I, I could stomach it for about three or four minutes sitting in there listening to myself. And then I started getting like uncomfortable and like I don't like seeing people's reactions, even though people were laughing 
at things I said. And like people were seeing the paintings, people were complimenting the paintings. Um, you know, that was a, it was a really good feeling. Um, but it wasn't until like after I got home that I realized that that's kind of a big deal, like playing my podcast in front of everybody. Cause I'd never told anybody about it. I never, and I feel so weird asking people to listen to my podcast. And, uh, that was a, yeah, that was a, that's also kind of a big day for me. That was a big step. And, uh, like getting home, I'm like, I can't believe I did that. And then people were complimenting me. People were saying I was funny. One guy said, like, oh, you're, you're a good comedian, man. You're a funny guy. And, uh, yeah, it felt good. Even one of the older guys was like, asking me if it's on you, like, is it on YouTube? Can I listen to it? That was funny stuff. That was funny stuff. And like, that's not my demographic at all. You're like my, I think my dad's the only 60 year old that uh, listens to this. And my dad's older than 62. Um, so yeah, that was a uh, very encouraging. I think I'm gonna, you know, maybe, maybe start posting this, you know, on some like Reddit and stuff and trying to get like a bigger audience. Although this episode is not gonna do anything for people because half of it was talking about my crush and the other half uh, talking about a, a friend of mine getting drunk and then me just rambling about the own podcast. But uh, yeah, that was a, uh, that was nice. That was, that felt good. I'm glad people enjoyed it. I'm glad people that had never heard of it before listened to it and got some laughs out of it. That was refreshing. But also, it's not super, like, it wasn't super, uh, what's it What's it called, informative about, like, if people like the podcast content because it was a podcast all about work and all these people work with me. So, like, all the stories were related to them. So it was probably easier for them to, like, understand the, the comedy in it. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it felt good. Um, and also, okay, what was I thinking? I'm all over the place, but my paintings, my paintings, I was going to say paintings, bumper stickers, and t-shirts. Yeah. So first off, when I, when I leave, I'm not gonna take my paintings with me. I'm going to have to get rid of them. So I mean, honestly, starting now, I'm just going to throw it out there. If anyone sees a painting on this wall that they would like to have, um, let me know, let me know. Like, I'm not going to get rid of them until I move out of here, obviously. But if anyone wants to like stake their claim on one of these paintings and I don't, I can't, I'm not going to like charge an astronomical fee, like, but I, I'm going to need gas money next year. I was thinking something like 10 bucks a painting or something. And I could get like 300 bucks or something for all my paintings, but maybe just like a, but I also thought about like just doing like a pay what you want. You know, I just want to know that they're going to like a place where someone's going to hang them up and like enjoy it. I don't want to like give them away to someone that's just going to like trash it after like a few months or something, and get rid of it. So, uh, yeah, if you uh, are watching the video right now, uh, and you see any paintings up here, uh, besides the pineapple one, I'm going to keep the one that Sarah gave me, obviously, because that was a gift. That one's going to stick with me. But uh, yeah, everything else that I painted, if there's something up there that you enjoy, which uh, it's kind of upsetting me that there's one spot empty on the wall, besides like the last thing I painted was that RB sandwich. And now there's just like, uh, I was just so close to completing the art wall. There's just one spot left uh, to complete the row of three. And I just, I have not touched a paintbrush in over a month and a half at this point just had no no inkling towards doing it but i think that's also because i was smoking weed every night and i just could not i just shut my brain down so maybe now with this nicotine i'll uh i'll get get better ideas and get more inspired to do things but yeah if there's any paintings that you'd like to have uh my penis painting is over on the floor there it fell off last week and it's just been sitting on my floor <laughs> it's, it's not in the way of my door so i just have not bothered to pick it up but uh, i don't know if i can give that one away but that one Honestly, that one would be a really funny one, but you'd have to, you'd if you take that one, you'd have to send me a picture of it up in your house and like keep it up there. It's somewhere in your house. You're not going to get that one and just hide it away in a closet. Uh, so yeah, if there's any paintings here you'd like to see, you know, uh, let me know. Send me a message somehow, some way. 
and uh, I'll figure out how to get that to you uh, at some point this year. Uh, it's going to be awkward when no one messaged me and I just have to like stick all these paintings at my parents' house. Um, and what else? What else? Yeah, I think about getting bumper stickers for Air and Air Out. I don't know if anyone else would be interested in doing that. Um, I would not, I don't think I'd charge, I don't know. I got to see how much they, they'd cost me, but there might be like, I don't know. I was thinking about like maybe getting some t-shirts made and like some bumper stickers made and just like giving them to, you know, people who really enjoy the podcast and like just as a way to like, you know, kind of market myself like in other ways. You know, I think that, you know, an Aaron Arrow t-shirt might ask, raise some questions. And then you guys can be like, hey, it's my friend's podcast. You should check it out if he likes stories just about like mundane stories about life and just like the everyday, you know, the everyday journey of a the everyday guy. That's uh, that's what this podcast is. The podcast for everyone about nothing. That's what I say. But really, it's a podcast for coworkers about work is a more accurate title. Um, Yeah, so I wanted to look into like how much it costs to like, get t-shirts made. Even the t-shirts, if, if, I mean, if I could do t-shirts for like 10 bucks, would anybody be interested in getting like an air and air out t-shirt? If I just charged you like 10 bucks, I wouldn't, I had probably wouldn't even have to, unless you're like lived out of province, I'd have to mail it to you. So Sarah, and I guess Marin too, that includes both of you guys in BC, if you guys want a t-shirt. But uh, yeah, I think I'd have to just like figure out how to drop it off at your house. And uh, I don't, I don't want, I'm not paying to ship t-shirts all around if I pay to make like 10 or 15 t-shirts. So, uh, yeah, if any of that stuff interests you, you know, if you want to help support the Aaron Arrow community and help kind of grow this thing, because I would, I would love for this to become my job at some point, but we need to get sponsored. We need 50, an audience of 50, and we usually only get like a consistent 30 or so. So we still got, we still got a ways to go. We almost nearly have to double our audience still. But, uh, yeah, I think just doing more things to kind of branch this thing out will be a, a great move on my part and make it a, a lot more enjoyable. But uh, I don't know what else I got for you guys, honestly. That uh, Next week we can talk about the golf tournament. and uh, Honestly, not a ton to talk about. It was like a very easy week, a very, like, super chill, uh, very interesting week uh, hosting that tournament. We uh, moved up in the rankings too, went from 13th in Canada to 12th in Canada. So there's only 11 golf courses in Canada better than the one I work at which means pretty much any golf course I play is going to be worse at where I spend uh, my, I've spent my entire, most of my year, honestly, 12 days on two days off, like 26 days a month here. So uh, yeah, that it did kind of ruin other golf courses for me, but uh, say la vie. Yeah. And with that, uh, I really, I don't know what else to talk about. So uh, I gotta, I gotta go to Sarah's to go pick up some dinner, get something to eat. And then, uh, I started I, my friends picked up a runescape they started playing runescape i've never played it before so i was like i'll give it a shot i'll download it and i played for probably about two hours this afternoon and uh it was fun but it did not uh it did not super like grip me um i think i think the point and click aspect of it has like really uh it takes away a lot of the uh immersiveness of the game uh so i don't know how much i'm actually gonna play it but uh my friends are playing it i like to play games with my friends so just a just a fun little free thing to do so uh yeah maybe i'll pick up some food at zares play a little runescape with the guys and then get back to sleep and back to a, a regular work work week with a, a slightly smaller team and uh just now i really just gotta like focus on appreciating the people who are still there and really make sure i enjoy my time with them and uh yeah take care of them and enjoy every last moment i have at Westmount before because it's, it's not gonna last long it's not gonna last long the Westmount chapter of my life is gonna close and it's gonna be a very memorable chapter but uh, I guess I'm going to move on to bigger things. Soon I'm going to be the one leaving. 
and not be the one that's left behind. And that's, uh, that's exciting. That's exciting. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed episode 45. Hopefully it wasn't too uncomfortable for you, Marin, if you made it this far. Or if, I don't even know, maybe you're going to quit on the podcast now after our conversation. I don't know. Might never hear this. Who knows? But uh, yeah, that's about all I got for you guys. So uh, thanks for listening and have a great day. Aaron out. You did a great job listening to this podcast, and I really think you're going to do a great job again next week. So be sure to tune in to Aaron Air Out every Monday on Spotify, Google, and Apple. Also, find me on YouTube at Aaron the Brock. Take it easy, folks. for listening hope you enjoyed your stay now take what you learned and have a great day damn it feels good to air out